You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. When you were a kid, did you ever do that game that was the trust fall? You know the one I'm talking about where you would stand and then fall backwards into the arm of a friend or a couple of friends who were there to catch you and you were supposed to fall backwards without any bracing of yourself, purely trusting your friends. And I assume the point of that was to say you can trust one another, community is good, um, life is not uh, out to get you. I remember once uh, doing this as a kid and some of the kids thought it was really funny if they would just not catch somebody every now and then. And so a kid would fall and then get hurt and they would say, life is not trustworthy. You are not trustworthy. Well, today in Proverbs 3, we come to some really famous verses, uh, verses 5 and 6, really looking at all of the first six verses here. But it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. The Living Bible says, trust in the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. In everything you do, put God first and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. So first, just a word about success here and the promise of of this, because this is one of those seemingly unbound promises Trust God and he'll give you what you want. He'll give you success. And certainly that is an appealing thought. Um, But first, we just need to know this. This is Tremper Longman and Raymond Dillard. Uh, They write this. They say the individual Proverbs must be interpreted and implied within the context of the whole book and indeed the whole Bible. They are not divine promises for here and now, but observations that time will bear out. And success uh, is the Hebrew word shekel, which means to regard or have intelligence or shrewdness. So, so the promise here for success isn't in the sense of more money, more prestige. It's a promise of being highly regarded because of making sound judgments uh, in the sight of people and in the sight of God. And so trusting is, is this idea that says, when I trust, I'll lay down helplessly and thus be carefree, almost like that free fall. And to not lean on my own understanding means not to rely on myself or support myself in any way. It's saying I'm going to trust God. Uh, The Moody Bible commentary puts it this way. It says, as the lifestyle of the wicked is crooked in both a moral sense, that is, they live corruptly, and in a pragmatic sense, they face difficulties of their own making. Uh, See chapter 2, verse 15. So the lifestyle of the righteous is straight in both senses. His way of life is straight morally. He lives in a God-honoring way and smooth pragmatically. He faces fewer obstacles to successful, joyful life. And the well-being that's suggested here, according to uh, Bruce Waltke, is both internal and external because the flesh represents what's external and bones represent what's internal. And so our well-being is total and complete. And so the, the call here is to say, can you and will you put yourself in a place where you'll trust God? And if you look back at the beginning, 
where it says, don't forget my teaching. Uh, this is chapter three, verse one. But let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and peace that they will add to you. Again, statements of success. Uh, and then it says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you, but bind them around your neck. Write them as a tablet on your heart. So how do we trust rather than just simply saying, force yourself to do the trust fall, so to speak? Well, here you see just this idea of setting up external reminders, bind them around your neck. Binding something around one's neck was a common practice in biblical times. Uh, there's no need to tie things around your neck uh, in our time necessarily, but there's still a need for external reminders of the word of God, just putting um, scripture and things around us that will drive us to have an external reminder of what God says. Um, sometimes just having a Bible sitting on a, on a table can serve as an external reminder. And then to write them on the tablet of your heart. The heart is the center of our emotions and trust. So to write the word of God on our heart is to take the truths that are found there to be precious and so central to our being that we can't escape the reality of what these truths teach. Now, there's no sure method to internalizing truth, but this means making the truth so central that it is the guiding conviction of our hearts and our minds. And one way that was used to internalize the truth was to hide the word of God in one's heart. This is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. And so you and I, if we want to trust God, need external reminders, internal reminders, and then a will to simply say, I will turn and execute this, this trust fall, if you will. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.